What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex. I sure am. Great. I sure am. Great. Perfect. Amazing. I Splendid. have a question. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Fantasizing about people. Yeah. That you know. Okay. Without their consent. <laughs> do you need consent? No. Stop it. No? Is this, wait. Is it, Hold on. Is it... Are you asking if you need consent to fantasize about someone? Well, I, I I mean, I know you don't. But, like, if it's somebody that you know, that you see regularly. Yeah. That, you know, or that maybe you shouldn't masturbate about. I, I this Like is your a, boss? This is like a thought. No, no, not my boss, but. Well, um, no, no, I'm not guessing oh, who like you're your talking boss? about. But I'm like, like, like a what's an example? Or like your partner's friend. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, because you know there's always those people. Woof. Well, I'm not saying this from a personal experience or anything. You're I'm just asking saying for a friend? This is like my stoned shower thoughts. Right. You know, right. like, like, you know, there's a part of my brain that will go like, oh, no, 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 don't, no, don't go there. Right. About like, just even, I can turn that part of myself off 
you know like i don't i don't get really into situations where where like like i start feeling attracted to other people if i'm in a monogamous relationship i can turn that dial down so that it's like oh i'm not picking up those signals right now and i'm right. not giving out those signals right now but when it comes to what's going on no no nothing i'm looking for headphones you oh. continue well when it comes to uh when it comes to that is it like yeah just don't do it don't talk about it or do it and then like does anybody need to know well yeah i i, I think that's yes somebody needs to know no no one needs to know okay Look, I don't know, I man. Like, like, I, I, why, why would, why would you, why would you need to bring that up? I mean, it's not okay to objectify people. Here's the thing: we we had this conversation. We had this conversation. I think the other day, maybe, but like, so, uh, you know, actually, we kind of talked about this on, um. Uh, we had a brain boner that came in and someone was like, hey, I've like my my partner was my 50th right. sexual partner. Yeah. And I want to tell them. But yeah. I know that if I tell them, it's going to fucking make them like insecure and upset yeah. and pissed off or whatever. Yeah. So I think this kind of falls in line with that. It's like, what, why, why would you bring that up to anyone who doesn't need to know that? Okay. You know what I mean? So, it's like it just seems like it's going to ruffle feathers or stir a pot that just really doesn't need to be stirred. And do you? And think- is it hurting anyone? the The fact that this person exists within your brain, whether it's you sleeping and having like a fuck dream, or you doing work and and mindlessly kind of daydreaming about about you know diddling with someone that you might you shouldn't really be thinking about. Yeah. Is it hurting them? No. Unless you unless you subscribe to some f- f- fucking whack, like, I don't know, esoteric, like, mind. Yeah. You know, some other plane where it's like, well, you think these things about other people, like some, you know, voodoo shit. I don't know. So it's not hurting anyone. So right. why would you bring it up? No, oh. I think that's great. What if you're asked point blank? <sighs> Oh, I don't really want to go into this. <laughs> Are you asking because you you know? No, I don't know anything. That, I know that's nothing. Happened? No, what recently happened? I don't. I'm, I don't want to get into. Okay, it. but like, no, I've, I've had. I've okay. So <laughs> I had an. I got into an argument with Becca recently. Yeah. About something that like kind of falls within this territory. Okay, got it. And and I just there's no good that comes from that. Yeah, I agree. There's no good that comes so, from it. So do you lie? Or do you just say, look, this is not a healthy conversation, which is the I th- opposite I th- of... I mean, I think that's the best way to go about it is to say, I don't think this is a healthy conversation. Yeah. But because, if it, because again, it's like, what What do you... What, what, what are... Anyone who's involved within that conversation, yeah. what is the person who's, who's asking the questions? What are they trying to achieve? Yeah. Do you, what if you are getting if you are looking for an answer that you really don't fucking want to hear mm-hmm. then what do you expect is going to happen mm-hmm. if it's you know it's one thing if you're asking hey were you have you been um living another life and and going to newfoundland and and like and spending time with this other person who has a family yeah and with like unbeknownst to me yeah 
that sure fucking that makes sense to me but for someone to go hey have you jerked off in the shower to the thought of somebody else yeah why do you need to know like why are you asking that? i agree no i totally agree on the on the privacy thing as esther talks a lot about that too is like privacy is incredibly important dude i don't even want to get <laughs> fucking started okay. on how important privacy okay. is and okay. can be okay 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 Okay. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. Like, um, I just don't. I don't get. I don't get why people. You know, I mean, you know, and and I I should say this too. Like, I'm I'm guilty of asking those types of questions sometimes. Are yeah. You know, when I get insecure. Yeah, I mean, totally. Okay. You know, like, I, a question that I've recently that has literally recently come out of my mouth was like, like. Does his does his dick feel better than my dick? Right. You know, like I'm ha- I'm having like dick issues in my head and going, oh, does this person like is this person better mm-hmm. than like does this person feel better than me? Right. Like does this person p- push better like push your buttons better than me? Right. I don't want to hear yes. No. I know I'm not going to hear. I know I'm probably not going to hear yes, even if the fucking answer is yes. Yeah. Which That's, then just makes it even worse because oh, then I'm like, well, now I don't. Now I know you're not going to tell me. Yeah, I know I'm not going to actually figure it out. Well, that I have been in that situation <laughs> you know? so many times where I'm like, look, you are fishing for. You're only going to be happy once you get the answer that you're really hoping not to hear. Like, you know, like whether I say no, that's not factual. Yeah, no, that's not yes, factual. Yeah. Whether you say yes or no, it's all. You're or, only going to believe me. Yeah. If I confirm. Your fear, which is crazy. It is. It's a bit crazy. Why it's do bit, we do that? I don't know. What well, you know? What it, it, we get sucked into. Insecurity makes makes people say and think and do silly things. Yeah. So wait, wait. So wait. Let's circle back. Then, what was your question? You're you're <clears throat> you're asking uh, you're asking my thoughts on 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 fantasizing about other people. Yeah. Like, are you, were, was the question like, should I just not do it? Or should, or not you, should people not do it? <laughs> um, no, I think I, I uh, sometimes when I'm just like, I have a, a question or a thought, I just write it down and be like, I must remember to bring this up with Jeremy. And this is, says, ask Jeremy if it's okay to masturbate about somebody without their permission. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is okay. Okay, I'm going to delete so that. That's so okay. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine if we needed consent to jerk off to other people? But can you imagine too if you're like friends with somebody and then uh and then it was just like casually like, "Oh yeah, I've jerked off to you." Uh you know what? In our circle of friends, like I I mean the <laughs> some of the people that I know, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that. Right. Like I I that see that sounds like a conversation that I might just have at Propeller. Like right over beers, you know, or a good robot or something. Maybe it's because... I know someone for sure. I know someone who I don't know how, whether or not they have, yeah. but I get, I know someone for sure that if I asked them, they'd tell me the truth, and uh-huh. they would tell me the truth unabashedly and un, with no shame. Okay, and that's great. and is a very close friend of mine. Okay, that's great. I guess I just feel like maybe this is a woman, like as a as a woman, like who's been told throughout my life that boys don't want to be my friend. They, they, they just, just want to have sex. They just want to bang <clears throat> that. I've never walked around, you know, my circle of friends and just looked at people and thought, 
you've masturbated to me, you know? And it would just, that would be such a weird thing to, if everybody that <coughs> I masturbated about knew that I masturbated about. I sometimes think about, um, this is a little bit kind of left, at a left field, but um, sometimes I think about how cool it would be if we had the ability to like, look at a room or look at wherever you are in a crowded area mm-hmm. and say there's like uh all right here's an example <clears throat> you're in japan you've never been to japan before and oh what the fuck hold on i, oh, I have to answer this i don't know should i answer on the podcast <laughs> i will and if it doesn't help the podcast <laughs> we'll cut it out hello jeremy speaking how you doing oh hi pat i'm great how you doing Okay, so we're back. Uh, that call was not important to the show. Good to know. Yeah, good to know. Um, uh, well, I, I don't know where we were, where we were hanging out there, but I, 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 I guess basically, um, uh, you don't need to ask permission to jerk off to your friends, and uh, and End don't ask, and don't look for questions, don't ask questions that you don't fucking want the answers to. Yeah, you know, I really think there's something a lot more to be discussed on the whole privacy issue, and like so you know. I. Just, you know, in having an an inner life that is actually yeah. just yours. Just yours, yeah. Which yeah. is not a bad, like, everyone needs that. Everyone needs a sense of privacy. Well, I mean. Even within relationships. Esther Perel talks about that yeah. extensively. She's like, it's key to a long-lasting relationship is that you each have your own, all, you each also have your own life and you have things that are private to you. And that you can trust that your partner can do that and yeah. have that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, I know we got some things we want to read, but, uh, listen, I want to tell you, um, uh, so I, you know, I haven't had my gay experience yet. I think someday I'm going to, it's going to happen. It's just, it's the timing has got to be right. And it's got to be the right, the right boy, the right man. However, this weekend I spent about six, seven hours, uh, hanging out with Anderson Cooper Okay. In Ontario, when I was in, I, I went down to Windsor. My my agent booked him for a gig, and asked if I wanted to come hang out. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yes. So spent the evening with Anderson, uh, drinking wine. We had like steak dinners. It's like really fancy schmancy, nice thing. Sounds amazing. Uh, and he, oh my god, dude, dreamboat. He's so handsome. Yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. Like so unbelievably funny, yeah, and uh, and very obviously very smart, very well spoken. But I was saying to Jeff, I was like, man, if he if he says and if he gives me even the slightest hint of like flirtation, <laughs> I'm going for it. And I was like, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll power bottom for him. Like I'll, I'll go all the way. I was so prepared to just go, fuck it, I'm in. I'm in 100%. Whatever you want to do to me, Anderson, you can do it. Wow. But I think he's a taken man. Happen? I think oh, he's a he? taken man. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, he, he mentioned uh, something about a partner. Okay. And uh, he didn't. Uh, maybe I'm not his type. I'm probably too scrawny. And him. yeah. Yeah. He's a fit boy. Is he? He's so fucking white, dude. It's crazy. He's pale. Dude, he is white. He is so white. His hands, when you go to shake his hands, they're like translucent. Does it leave like a, a, f- a, a powdery a film dust. on your hands? <laughs> like yeah. chalk. He's chalk. He's just a chalk <laughs> man. It's so crazy how white he is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that comes He's from. He's strikingly white. 
yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In photos, I mean. Yeah, I, and in re- and in real person. life, really, in real life, it's it's quite it is quite something. Can you imagine what he'd look like in a white suit? No, <laughs> no. You he would he'd look disappear. like Chuck. He'd disappear. Oh my god, he'd look yeah. just like Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, god. Anyway, we're now best friends. So, hey, Anderson, let's get him on the show. I know you're listening. He, you know what? He would be a fucking great guest. He, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's so funny. I think he'd be super, he said this, he's, I don't know if I should say, you know what? We were, we were talking about gay bars in Africa and he went to, he went to a gay bar somewhere in like, in like Rwanda or something. Okay. Um, it was just a really good story, but I bet he'd have some great stories. Honestly, I feel like he'd be up for it. Is he still a television personality on CNN? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big time. But he okay. also, he's also, he, he. You know, we were spending a lot of time with him. Clearly, he's he's on the record the entire time. Yeah, with, with everyone that he's spending that he's he's in company with, <clears throat> he has no he has no problems just saying what he feels. Saying what, you know, like like I've spent a lot of time with Chris Hadfield. Yeah, very different. Okay, you know, like very calculated, but also he, you know he comes from a military background. He's very disciplined, but like there's some there was something about Anderson Cooper where he was just like. Very flippant with the way that he just, it, whatever, I'll say what I want. I'll fucking give my opinions. I don't. Oh, that's nice. It was very, yeah, it was. I really, I, f- I fell in love. He was very, he was very sweet. Did he, uh, did he talk at all about uh, partying with Charlie Chaplin? Uh, no. Did he? Yeah. No way. Are you I looking just, that up right now? Yeah, I just found an article called uh, 10 Things, 11 Things You Might Not Know About Anderson Cooper. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, he partied with Charlie Chaplin. Wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know that he's a Vanderbilt? That he come, like he comes from unimaginable wealth? Right, okay. He was also a famous baby. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was on a cover of Harper's Bazaar. He yeah. was quite, uh, quite fat as well. Quite fat. Oh my god! Yeah, Dude, look he definitely at that. grew into his <laughs> chubby little fucker. face. All right, well let's uh, let's hit some. We got a couple emails you want to read, eh? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. Well, this one was really nice. Um, I've had actually a couple of people reach out about this episode in particular, but uh, but I'll read it out loud. Not a brain boner, but kind of kind of a good um, a good, feel good story. Feel good story, but also like ah, good to know for us for the future because. Um, Anyhow, you'll hear. Was listening to Sounds Like Porn, and there was a passing reference made to people who, after a divorce slash separation, use Facebook to look up old flames and reconnect. A variety of comments slash judgments were made about that. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Just so people know, Sounds Like Porn was a past episode that yeah. we did. Yeah. Uh, it was a few weeks back. Yeah. So we were talking about Facebook and, and, and rekindling old flames. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so some comments were made. Creepy, weird, maybe sweet. I was married for 30 years together with that person for 35 from high school to age 52. My marriage ended and as a monogamous 50-something who had never functioned in the world of dating apps, the idea of having to figure out life part two in the digital dating world was in a word daunting. Shortly after my separation, I received a Facebook request from the first boy I dated and kissed at the ripe old age of 14. There was absolutely nothing on my Facebook to indicate that my marriage was over, so the reach out was, I believe, completely random. Long story short, there was an instant connection, and it appeared through long, thoughtful conversation that we had been living parallel, unfulfilled lives. 
Seven months later, the decision to meet was made, and holy hell, off-the-charts chemistry. Similar likes and dislikes, the connections just went on and on. That was over 18 months ago, and the intimacy on every level is unbelievable. Ours may not be a typical old love's reconnect story. I think they're usually more of the wham-bam variety, but I honestly don't know what I'd be doing to find my person right now if not for that Facebook connection. A brief dalliance with an online dating site was soul-sucking and disastrous. It's a tough landscape to navigate when you've been with one person for the majority of your life and you consider yourself still to be young and very much a sexual being searching for, for connection and intimacy in a swipe, discard, lather, rinse, repeat world. Love your podcast and hope you're feeling better, Jamie. Uh, I do feel better. Thank that's you. That's great. Uh, that is a, that's very sweet. I love that. I've actually heard that too. Nice like success story. The um the steaminess of like especially someone from your youth or like someone Ooh. from like long enough ago that like you feel you're a different person then. Like I feel like even when I see old friends that I haven't seen in years that remind me of who I am from right. like another time in my life like who i am and maybe who i didn't get to express parts of myself i didn't get to express in like whatever relationship i was in right like can be like it digs deep into who you are you know yeah yeah um i i mean this this isn't really the same thing but it, it just it just talking about this is reminding me while i was in toronto the same trip to I was hanging out with my 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 dear friend uh, AC. Um, I spent some time with uh, my ex girlfriend mm-hmm. Katie. Uh, her and I and and our our really good friend Michaela. We were all spending time together, and we were having this like very um, big sort of Katie just Katie's doing stand up, and uh, <clears throat> she just did her first like stand up set the other day, and she's fucking loving it, and and. Uh, we we ended up getting this big sort of like big heated conversation debate about like Louis C.K. and and you know the Me Too movement and and where you know when's it okay for him to come back and how do we reconcile all that stuff? So this this whole conversation was happening and then Katie kind of like busts in with her point of view and I was sitting there watching her speak and I was just like I was just struck by how eloquent she is Mm -hmm. and and how um just how she's the she's so fast everything she does is so fast like she she's always going like a a trillion miles per second yeah but she's also so calculated in in her thoughts and the way that she speaks and the way that she proves a point and i was just like i just i sat and was like I I I forgot. I forgot that I used to like look at you this way mm. when we dated. And yeah. and this was one of the things that I loved about you was just how how smart you were. Yeah. And how like well spoken you were. And it was like this kind of sweet moment where I was like, "Oh, that's oh, that's interesting." I was just I was just kind of like I was just reminded of how deeply in love I was with this this woman. Yeah. ages ago. And then, you know, there was nothing to it of like, oh, I, I miss you, yeah. you know, or anything like that. It was just like an appreciation for the love that, the deep, deep love that I once had for her. Yeah. And and just by seeing this glimmer of a, a piece of her that, you know, you often, not oftentimes don't get to see, but might not see because of how like, how intense she is, how like, how fast right. and like, you know, she's always performing. Yeah. 
And it was just quite nice. It just reminded me of that. I think that's really nice sometimes to just think about all the people that I've loved and how yeah. good they are. Yeah. Like, I feel like I have a good track record. Yeah. Of, like, yeah, same. past loves. Yeah, me too. Know? Great. Yeah, okay. What else you got? You got, another, uh, you got a brain boner there? <laughs> um, let's see. Actually, yeah. So, funny, we made reference... Dying. Hold on. Let me yeah, die here. Yeah, right there. Um, we made reference to the brain boner we responded to about um, Lucky Number 50. The girl had written in and wanted to know whether she should tell her partner that he was number 50 on her Yes, on I her remember. List, I on remember her kill that. list. Um, so, just the follow up here. Um, she says. Uh, great advice. I don't need to share that info, especially since he suggested earlier he's not into hearing it. What spoke to me the most was Bridie's point of having an exact number to irk him. I was relieved to decide to not say anything. I wanted to share in the magic of it a little bit, but I see it wouldn't necessarily come across that way. Bravo. I have a thing for numbers lining up, and we had sex around my 50th market I vended on. I Maybe I won't say where you marketed your... Yeah, where you've ended mm, I would say definitely don't do okay. that. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, but I have another brain boner unrelated. I'm about to release a memoir that has personal sex scenes in it. Amongst other things, travel in Europe, escaping an abusive partner. I'm wondering what your experiences are in the spotlight of talking about sex and how that affects your day-to-day life. Um, she also says it's, it's coming out in June and she's going to do a cross country tour coming over to Halifax. So maybe we'll get a chance to just chat with you on the microphone. Interesting. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say it's kind of funny that the woman who wrote us to be like, should I tell my partner who doesn't want to hear about my past sexual experiences that he was number 50 and now she's like, I'm also writing a memoir all about my past sexual experiences. Yep. Hopefully he doesn't read it. Um, I don't know. What do you think? How how has being like open about your sexuality changed your day-to-day life? Um, Well, it definitely, I would say, comes into play with my, you know, my partner. Yeah. Like in terms of like sharing, I've never had any like past lovers that I've talked about come back and be like, hey, you shouldn't have done that. Um, so that's never really gotten in my way. I've actually found like, I don't know if I'm missing out on things because of what I do. Uh, what do you, what do you mean by that? Like, I guess I, it has strained a couple of my familial relationships. Sure. But, um, but other than that, I feel like it's offered me some really great opportunities like to connect with people yeah. because people know that they can talk to me. Um, I've had ex- I've had opportunities come up to like talk in a in a, like an official way on yeah. the subject and with people and I didn't anticipate that happening, but I've got like some cool stuff in the pipeline talking to people about sex. Um, I feel like I'm probably more liberated and talking about it than I was before. Yeah. Um, although I don't even notice it. I just, I notice when other people are self-conscious about talking about it. Yes, totally. Yeah. Because now it's just like a part of your everyday sort of thing. Yeah. I agree with you in that it's, it's kind of, it's brought, it's just provided like a very rich opportunity to connect with others surrounding that, like the topic of sex and sexuality Yeah, and just like normalizing it. And it, it now has just become very, 
normal just to talk about it with especially with friends and stuff like that whereas maybe before it was a little more you know tiptoe around it a little more <clears throat> it's definitely affected uh you know the 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 people that we've ta- spoken to and like just speak like when we do these four plays and kind of just speaking out loud like thinking out loud and speaking from just right off the top of my head i've learned a lot i think yeah. about myself and yeah about how i good point how i approach relationships and how i approach certain scenarios and then that in turn has like affected my dating life i think yeah you know and and like i i think i've learned a lot through that yeah um it's taken away some opportunities, you know. We missed out on a big reality TV show that mm. r- rhymes with the schmishmazing schmace. But maybe we'll have our own TV show. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. someday that would be kind of cool. <laughs> um, um, but also, I like—I don't give a fuck about the stuff that it takes away because those aren't the things that are that I value as important. If it's something that, if it's something that is being taken away because of the thing that I that I believe in and 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 want to stay true to then it's not something that is worth my time anyway. You know what? I will say that every now and then someone will be like, by the way, I listen to your podcast and it'll be in a situation where I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, where you're like, ah, uh, uh. Oh, great. Not the time or place. No, I never ever think that, but it, I mean, it, it regularly happens right. at the yoga studio that I teach at. Yeah. Like right yeah. before or before right class. after I teach. Oh. And then I'm like, you know, I'll do like a quick little like in my head, be like, oh, so you know what I fantasize about. And yeah, um, right. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've heard me talk about breastfeeding fantasies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know that I don't have much cum and that I'm circumcised. Okay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's also like, it's also, it's also like created weird uh, scenarios and like situations, you know, like people who just like feel, oh, this is the guy, this is the guy that he has a sex podcast. He talks about sex. And then they just feel like it's okay to just come up and like start having this. Like, I, it's like, I don't know you. I'm on a date or something. And then you just come up and just start having this conversation about like some super fucking insane shit mm-hmm. in front of someone that I'm like, I barely know. And I'm like, I'm looking at you and I'm like, I definitely don't know you. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, this is weird. What about? I'm never angry about it. I'm always just taken back and going, what the fuck? Like, I wouldn't, I would never do that. I don't think I would ever have the. Yeah. Like I've, I was fucking invited to go hang out with Anderson Cooper. And I could, I was like. Scared to say fucking two words to him for the first three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can't imagine just going up to someone because I hear I've I've heard them or I see them before and I know they they talk about or specialize on a certain thing and just go hi blah 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 and just like you know spit off some shit. Yeah, it's bad too when you have like a little bit of facial recognition issue and you don't know. You're like, you're talking to me like you know me really well, but I can't place you, but we'll just keep talking and then <laughs> and then hopefully it'll all come together. Oh, man. But I, yeah. I, I don't even know if we should tell the story. No, I guess we can't tell that. Can we not tell that story? Oh, well, I brought it up last week. And, and I like, said no? no? Can't. Yeah, oh. you said no. <laughs> Now, okay, maybe one week we will. I feel like we could totally <clears throat> tell the story. We'll tell it. We'll tell it. And you know what? 
Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we got a story for you. All right, let's start to this week's episode. Jesus Christ, that was a 30-minute foreplay. Holy fucking smokes. Fucking hell. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. no it was. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it definitely right. was. Okay. Uh, so we're throwing to this week. Oh, wait, did you have another thing? No, were- I, I was just going to maybe... Um, uh, mentioned that we oh Patreon yeah we revamped our Patreon levels we today did. we had a really important meeting and <laughs> sat down and did some work and we came up with some things that we think are going to add um, more value to our tiers took away some things that weren't really uh, rolling out so smoothly it was you know what it, again this is like an independent thing between the two of us and um, and you know you have you you work like uh, multiple jobs i also have multiple jobs and i i travel so much and and so when we first got into patreon you know some of the stuff we put up there it made sense for us to to create but then that content became so much harder for us to create because of the amount of time that we're we're apart from one another yeah and so so what we've done is we've revamped our patreon uh, we're still we're still providing content, but it's content that's much easier for us to 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 provide to, to you. Deliver, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so whether but you I'm know, pretty excited. I'm actually much more excited about these. So am I. I'm very excited about it. There's some very fun stuff. There there's even a secret item that will be mailed to your house if you if you are a certain tier. <laughs> I don't want to say what that secret item is because it takes away the secret. But it's <laughs> I, trust me, you will fucking love it. Um, so if you do want to support us on Patreon, it would mean the world to us. Again, you know, although we are with a network, it it really is an independent thing between Bridie and I. E one, uh, it, it, it's we're really just an, an under the umbrella. We're of, uncharted territory too in terms of we are, uh, having yeah. a distributor like E one. So that's right. So but we do a lot of it ourselves. We, we do all of it, all of it yeah. ourselves. Uh, there's not much we don't do. Yeah. Uh, so it it really does actually mean a lot. The the only way right now that we're able to come to your community is based on our Patreon right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and for us to do that at the rate that we're going right now, it, it'll take, you know, five, six, seven months of, of Patreon for us to be like, okay, we're ready to take that the next, next trip. trip. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, it's funny, I was looking at the downloads today, the download numbers of, of Termion and comparing them to sick boy. And the one thing that's so fascinating between sick boy and Termion is how consistent our numbers are. Oh yeah. And so I know, I know for a fact that me saying that is going, it's going to be heard by the same amount of people right now mm-hmm. that would have heard it if I said it last week and the week before and the week before and the week before, which is a very telling thing. And that telling thing is that all of you who are listening right now, you are here with us yeah, every single week. And it's so fucking cool. It is just the coolest thing to know that that you bring us into your life every single week, time after time after time. And and although Sick Boy has a much larger reach, right. it's a much more fluctuating reach, yeah. right? It's people tuning in here and there, but like every fucking week you guys tune in and and we love you so much. We, we honestly, I can't begin to describe how important that is to us. So... Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much. And if you do want to see our Patreon, if you even if you want to just scope out the tiers, the fun things that we're giving out, uh, patreon.com slash turn me on. You have to put it in to your browser. You can't actually search us right now because technically we're like, we have adult content. So you can't like search us on oh. Patreon. But I'm trying to get that changed because 
Because we're not like, we're not offering nudes. No, maybe it's because of, oh, maybe we should. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, no, we, we just revamped our tier, so. We just revamped it. I okay. mean, but if you want to get into that, I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> down. There's so many fucking dick pics of mine out in the world that I'm sure one day. They'll, they'll end up. They'll just end up leaked into some dumped Reddit fucking, I don't know. Oh, God. I'll tell you right now, though, if anyone ever, if anyone ever threatened me to drop a nude of mine, yeah. to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to post this to the world, I'd be like. Okay. Fuck you. I'll do it first and then just go on my Twitter oh, and be like, here's my cock, everybody. <laughs> Free the cock. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. Well, then I'm just going to take a quick second. We owe some shout outs to a couple of people. Hey, there you and go. so um, I'm going to throw three or four out right now. Thank you to Ian. Um, should I say last names? If your name is here, yeah, I could say yeah, it out loud, right? Yeah, sure. yeah Ian McLeod. Um, and I looked up a pun um, maker online. So I have for <laughs> everything there is an Ian. Great. You like that one? Um, I looked up Jeremy and it, it, it switched out the word martini in a bunch of phrases for Jeremy. So there's just like three Jeremy lunch, three martini lunch. Anyway, they're not that good. <laughs> but That's I thought for everything there is an horrible. Ian was pretty good. Thanks, Ian. Um, we have our friend Megan, Megan Stewart. Megan's begging, begging for it, Megan? Yeah, begging uh, for it, yeah. Begging for it. Okay, we have our friend Courtney Hartwick or Hard Dick, maybe? Courtney Hard Dick, 100%. <laughs> awesome. And then we have our friend Lisa Glandon, and I think that, sh- you know, you could do worse than live in La Vida, Lisa. Okay. Uh, well, thank you all so much for supporting us. Uh, we hope you enjoy this week's episode. We spoke to a, a professional sex worker uh, in Montreal, the beautiful city of Montreal, uh, and she was uh, she she gives us a good inside <clears throat> sort of insider scoop on on life as a as a sex worker and yeah. what, what that industry is like currently in, in Montreal. So we hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. Here we are. Where are we? We're in the, the most European sexified city, I, I think, that exists in Canada. What do you mean by that? Sexified? I don't know. I just I feel like Montreal is like a... Hot? I feel Yeah, it's just hot. It's like a... It's like... It's sexual. Do you do you ever get that whenever you're here? Well, you know, it's funny. I just took a yoga class and I was... Um, the teacher was uh, um, French and so she spoke both in English and French and I was just like... It just has a like a natural sensuality to it the language yeah yeah and i felt it like not not in a sexual way but i felt i was like it's helping me to get into my body mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i i don't know why i feel that way why well and also it? we chose not to do a live show here because we we're like they're they're already they're too sexy for us <laughs> we, we that can't. is not why we chose not to do a live show here. why did we choose not to do a live show here um i think because we just we just don't know enough about our our demographic here oh okay well that's 
Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's why. That's why Sick Boy's never done a show here. Mm. Is I feel like uh, I don't. I we can't get a grasp on how like if it would be if we'd sell tickets. Right. Anyway. Well, let us know. But we're here not by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're here with Haley, uh, who has a lovely <clears throat> French accent. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is that a French accent? And I think it's only French because I've been here for quite a while. Okay. All right. it's but a, I'm it's, Anglophone to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Because really? it's slight. It is slight, but yeah. it's there. Yeah. I definitely heard it. Yeah. Um, Are you fluent in, in French? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I speak French most of the time. Sweet. Okay. Um, and also, uh, I believe this could very well be our very first episode with, <clears throat> where we speak to someone who is um, uh, a sex worker. Well, we we've talked to we talked to sex workers or like sex worker adjacent, but like mm-hmm. full on escort service. Uh, I don't. No. Ex- I'm not an escort. Oh, you're <laughs> no. not. No. Well, then I'm going to sit back Is- and listen because I must have read the wrong thing. What are we doing? What am I? Who, what the fuck? Is 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 what you do considered sex work? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, and. Um, I'll get you to just speak directly into that mic. Yeah, and you can turn it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have it so close to my face. Yes. Um, I took a class years ago on uh, deviance, and uh, there was a whole section on uh, prostitution, and it was clearly identified. Massage uh, workers are considered prostitutes. Okay. According to the law. Okay. So so it doesn't matter what we do, and each uh, massage salon decides what the limits are. So there are many escorts working in massage salons, but I don't offer those services. Massage salons are basically uh, um, a a rub and tug, as some might put it? Yes. Okay, great, great, (laughs) perfect. So where's the boundary between um, the uh, what's considered what you do and then escorting with the people that you work with? Like what do you not offer that they do that makes it escorting? Uh, we don't offer any kind of uh, penetration. Okay. Uh, we don't allow the clients to touch our genitals. Okay. Uh, we don't actually kiss on the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, uh, and we don't do, uh, uh, we don't let them eat us. Uh, we don't do blowjobs. Uh, okay. So we have many uh, limits. So, so it's, like, it's basically like, a, like, like I guess would like the most full full service be a hand job. Yes. That's, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. full service. Okay. Well, that's not going to, we would never call that full service. Okay. No, because people would expect much, much more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that's particular, would you say that's particular to the, your establishment? Cause no, no. Hey, no, no. Okay. Across the board. If we're, if I get a message from somebody and they're asking for complete service, then yeah. they want a full on intercourse. They want penetration. Right. Yes. They want penetration. Right. Okay. Yes. I just had my first experience at a uh, massage parlor. And how did that go? Uh, it was, it was, how did it go? I, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was not something that I would probably do again, I don't think. Like, I, and I, I don't, I, I say. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This carefully because I don't want to come off, um, I don't want to come off in in any sort of like negative way but i i feel i feel like i i probably wouldn't do it again because i don't feel like it's it's a service that i need mm-hmm. i more more so did it just for the experience and then afterwards thought to myself i see how this would be something that would be really great for some people mm-hmm. but for myself i i don't i don't feel um like it didn't speak to me it wasn't something that i was like wow i can't wait to do that again when you were retelling the story of it, you you said something about uh, connection. Like you wanted, mm-hmm. you you are f- more fulfilled uh, by that kind of experience when you feel like the person on the other side of it is as genuinely connected to you as you are to them. Mm-hmm. And there was an aspect that did feel like, well, this is her job. And yeah. she might think that I'm attractive, but she's not like, crushing on me now yeah it felt like a very mm-hmm. it very it felt very transactional felt okay. very like one one-sided or a one-way street mm-hmm. and and what i what i crave when i have any sort of like intimacy with anyone is i like it for it to be a two-way street mm-hmm. however having said that i c- totally understand why someone might choose to go and and take advantage of that service if they don't feel like they're getting any sort of um, uh, like feedback connection. or connection or anything in their life, like I, uh, you know, if I, if I, if I wasn't in the situation that I am currently with my own life, I mm-hmm. could see myself doing that more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it definitely had that sort of like one way, single transaction mm-hmm. kind of vibe that wait, I don't know, it just didn't do it, do it for me. Yeah, I don't it felt think. Good, though. Like for me, the most important thing is the connection. So if I feel Ooh. like that the person is treating it as just a transaction or that I feel that I'm being objectified, then I'm not very comfortable with the situation. Right. But I, so, never, I never felt like I was objectifying them either. And I, and did I didn't feel, mean to say that. <laughs> no, no, not no. The, <laughs> and I, I get what you mean. Yeah. But I just I want to be really clear because it, 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 it was a very it was one of the most unique experiences I think I've ever had. Because I'm I'm sharing space with this with this woman who who is genuinely curious about what are you doing in town like you know how are you like so amazing with consent mm-hmm. you know about asking is this okay do you like this what would you like mm-hmm. but there was like a it's like if you try to if it's it's like a, 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 a an essence that I felt was missing mm-hmm. that I could never I don't think I could ever put my finger on. But I knew that if this was like a date and and money wasn't involved, that essence probably would be there. If that makes sense. I fuck me, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around. I'm still processing it, so yeah. I like what you wrote in your note about connection and genuine connection. So maybe you could speak to that because I, I think what what I think you're saying is that you do want that to greet everyone, everyone that comes in to see you with a genuine human connection mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and how, 
yeah, maybe you can speak to that and how it, it, it works kind of without crossing any boundaries, like, Mm -hmm. like without giving the impression that there might be something more outside of this establishment. It's really important to be clear on what the limits are because people sometimes get very involved and they, uh, imagine realities where I will be their girlfriend or Mm. all sorts of things. And that needs to be clear from the beginning because I have a lot of um, return customers and some Mm -hmm. of them who I've known for 10, 15 years. Okay. So, um, so some of those people are, are much more like friends. I I look forward to seeing them. I find it really a bit strange that they always (laughs) decide when we see each other because I never contact anybody. So they take an appointment when they want to see me and then I'm waiting (laughs) sometimes a month (laughs) or something like that to see somebody who I miss. Mm -hmm. So there's there's really a connection. And in some of my notes um, that some people, like they invite me to their Christmas parties because I've been seeing them for years and they know that uh, my family's far away or they... um, uh, one of my customers' uh, wives died, and he would have wanted me to go to the funeral uh, right. with him, but he can't explain that to his family. So there's like, there's a different level than just. It's different when somebody comes in for one time or for two times, and there's not. We haven't built any kind of connection, so it is more contractual. But um, for people that I've been seeing for years, it's mm. a completely different experience. Mm. Yeah, that's and, a good yeah. point about the it's, it's yeah. it is a long term relationship. It yeah. just has very clear boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And some of those people that I've been seeing for years, we went through periods where they wanted more, and that they were they felt that they'd been deceived, or that I'd I'd uh, led them on, or something, which I never actually did. But um, and we had to discuss that, and it had to be really clear. And then they'd work through their emotions. Sometimes they'd say goodbye, and then a few months later they'd come back. And, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I miss you, you know, and I understand what you are in my life now. And I understand mm-hmm. that I still need this exchange and I wasn't able to find it somewhere else. So uh, mm-hmm. so then we reconnect uh, and we rebuild the relationship. Right. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. It is so unique. It mm-hmm. really is so unique. And very important, like we were having a conversation the other day about the importance of human touch and how hard it is when someone say moves to a new city where they don't know anybody mm-hmm. and it, they go six months without ever actually getting a hug mm-hmm. and what that actually can do to your psyche and your mood and, and your well being and your mental health overall is like pretty significant. So mm-hmm. it's such an important thing specifically, you know, Jeremy, you are, attractive and able-bodied and you have a lot of privilege Mm -hmm. to be able to go out and take people out on nice dates and Mm -hmm. take them have a nice time you know you have all your intellectual faculties but not everybody has even close to that list Mm -hmm. of of being able to bring to a an everyday human interaction Mm -hmm. and that touch is no less important no which is why i want to be really careful about saying <clears throat> but talking about how it, you know, I, it was probably a one-time experience for me, mm-hmm. um, because I do understand that I am, I, I do have, you know, a lot of, a lot of privilege there. So, yeah. um, how long have you been doing this? Uh, it's been almost nineteen years. Whoa, nineteen years! <laughs> All right. So you like it? Your life. I like, I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I like it. And have you worked at many different? Um, yes. Uh, Establishments. Yes, I have. Yes. What uh, triggers you to move from one place to another? Um, 
the first place, sometimes it's a conflict with the owners. Mm. And sometimes it's a, um, some of the places that I worked at, they start with allowing you to choose your limits. And then at some point they put pressure on you to Uh. do more. Um, so I've never been comfortable with that. Some places they, there's drugs that the, <coughs> that the owner will either offer drugs to the girls or it's just really part of the establishment and I don't tend to like um, uh, having that in around or, or a place that accepts that the clients come in and that they're high or, or drunk or things like that. Mm. So, so I look for different kinds of um, ways of working that fit with me. That's really interesting. <laughs> like I imagine when you mm. first entered into it that there you and you don't know anything about it and it's mm-hmm. it probably you know tw- tw- 19 20 years ago a lot harder to find information like on the internet you yes. know from mm-hmm. other girls from yeah. other people in the industry that can be like hey you don't have to put up with this mm-hmm. you know yes i worked at the first place for about 3 years and i i really that's what i found when i left there that there were so many places that and so many people had um told me not to leave because this was the best place and so on. And then once I started moving around and realizing that there were just so many options out there, then I shouldn't have tolerated uh, different ways that he'd talk to us or there was a lot of, um, there were a lot of conflicts. Yeah. That, uh, and, and just the idea that he was managing a daycare and that we weren't necessarily educated so that he, he could talk down to us in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And after I started working at some other places, I realized that I didn't need to put up with that. Right. So... Um, would you say most establishments are managed by men? No. No. No, no, no. Okay. No, I, I'd say that most of uh, several establishments that I worked at were mar- were managed by couples. Right. Yeah. And um, and often the woman was more present <coughs> than the man. Um, and even the first place, it was a man who managed it and his wife managed another place. Okay. So they moved back and forth. Right. And have you so. have you only worked in in Montreal, or have you yes. worked in other? What's no. what's the legality here? Um, it's a, it's across Canada for the rules. Okay, that, it's, not, it's not provincial at all. It's no, a, it's not provincial. One rule all across. Yeah, okay. there might be federal laws also, but the sure. the the um, there might be provincial laws also. But the rules changed about four years ago, and they um, now y- women are not allowed to work together. They're supposed to work independently. They're allowed to put up their own ads, but they're not supposed to organize. Okay. So technically, uh, the salons are in trouble mm. because they're not supposed. To, there's not supposed to be a manager running mm. things, and um, so they're trying to close a lot of the salons and they're trying to centralize them in Montreal. But even in Montreal, they're still technically b- breaking the laws if they're managing a salon. And a lot of the salons have websites mm-hmm. where they have uh, pictures of each, <laughs> each of the girls, mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to do that anymore. Right. Mm. But it's tolerated to a certain degree, so they haven't closed those down. But if like all of the girls put up ads all the time, and if I put up an ad for another girl, then I technically become her pimp according to the law. Right. So. Oh. So I can't do that. In right. the past, we used to do that to help each other out, or we'd put up an ad for two of us if we wanted to do a forehand together with customers that day. But I can't advertise somebody else. A forehand. A forehand is two girls. Forehands. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So sounds like a good movie. Forehands. <laughs> I had someone, uh, a, a friend of mine, um, in Montreal actually, get me a forehand massage mm-hmm. uh, as a gift one time, mm. and uh, I never really thought about it till now. It wasn't. Um, I didn't get the sense at all until just this moment that it could have 
been any kind of like sexual mm-hmm. thing or mm-hmm. you know um sensual thing but uh but one one thing that was a real big big uh bummer about that experience is, is they both were they were one on each side of me, but they had very different pressures and yeah. very different mm-hmm. techniques. Of and I course. was just like, I was just like, uh, I, I was completely divided and distracted mm-hmm. by it. But anyway, that yeah. just came back to me. I, like I always recommend that people ask whoever, if they have a preferred person, if they ask who she's comfortable having four hands with, okay. because she'll choose somebody that she's that they're compatible yeah. because if the person comes in and they they choose who they want it might be a totally strange uh, mix right. Yeah, right. so it's <laughs> yeah. why why i mean what was the point of passing a law like that because it clearly wasn't a decision made out of safety no no because it forces uh some people to work on their own in apartments and uh, so that they can't be tracked. Yeah. It pushes uh, clients away from salons because now the the new law um, penalizes the clients for paying for That's the services, right. Right. not the girls for offering the services. But I I really don't like that law. There's, there's a really good movie, but it's in French. It's called Les Criminels. And it's um, at the end, there's a poem on the clients or the Johns and it's all about being in solidarity with the Johns because often people who work as sex workers they're in solidarity with each other but they're even the way that the laws are created creates a you're kind of a duality that you're against the clients or that the clients are bad somehow yeah. but we're all kind of looking for the same thing we're all looking like for connection and touch and um and I, I'm there to help. Like, I really want to help people. And I don't, like, I, <laughs> I've i always wanted more women to be open to coming to, uh, for the, look for these kind of services. Yeah. And most of the clients are men. And I think the part of that is the way that it's, per, um, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> the way that it's portrayed in the media that it's only guys who need the service. Yeah. And it's, that it's uh, only men that would look for that. And I think that it needs to be normalized. Yeah. And uh, they need to be not just decriminalized, but really uh, destigmatized. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have any hope for that within your career? Um, I don't know, because it's always been kind of judged and it's always been pushed into the dark. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've thought about taking the route of like becoming like a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. And then if you have certain um, accreditation, then maybe you would you could be allowed to serve clients in particular contexts. Like I used to um, have a good friend who was a, um, a nurse and he was always saying that in the long-term care facilities, there were many people who would live there all their lives and they needed uh, different uh, services yeah. and it wasn't allowed. And he mm-hmm. thought that it should be allowed and people with certain, um, certain diplomas would be allowed to offer those like services. Like a sex surrogate? Like a sex surrogate, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. That, is that a thing that exists today? Like, it, it tech, there are people who who do that. Who do it, I don't know much not. about how that falls into the laws. Sure, and, right. I, don't yeah, know. I mean, you, you just take a moment to think about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if there's someone who, I mean, I know, I know, I know for a fact that uh, someone in my family who is has and will always well had always used a wheelchair for their entire life, mm-hmm. um, and had no life outside of that wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And didn't really have much opportunity to develop any sort of intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, they they utilized someone that was willing to come in and <clears throat> and provide them this like mm-hmm. this this intimacy, this sexual like experience. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I never asked about the legality of it. I was just, I was just kind of thought, I, I really just thought, oh, that's, that's really great. That's mm-hmm. really great that yeah. this person has that, that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and we get calls from people in wheelchairs asking if they, <laughs> if our place is wheelchair accessible and where I work right now, it's not, I've worked at places in the past that are, but I don't, I haven't always found that all the women working in the industry would be the best candidates for, right. uh, for receiving all, all of the different clients because there are a lot of judgments. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've, I've worked in a lot of different places and I've often been the person who comes out of the room like, ah, oh, it was really nice and I'm really like positive about it. It was a great experience. And the other girls would tease me <laughs> like, <laughs> or they'd hear me laughing in the room and they wouldn't understand why I was laughing. I was like, you really seem to enjoy this. It's like, mm-hmm. I always have. Yeah. You know, and every time that I would pass an interview at a new place, they'd be like, everybody's here for the money. I was like, you, yeah. you don't have to bullshit me about, <laughs> you enjoy it. <laughs> it makes me really so wonder what the, like, what the conversation was after my experience the other day mm-hmm. with, uh, with the, the lady that I saw. Because mm-hmm. like, we like, do talk. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely you do. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was one of the first things that came up in my head. I was like, I wonder what, what, like, what. Mm-hmm. I, so I went there based on a, on a recommendation of a friend that I grew up with who, who works there. And she said, you should come try it out. She listens to the podcast as well. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll try. Uh, and so I'm wondering like what their, their conversation will be like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I'm, I'm dying to know is, um, so 19 years is <laughs> a long time for any one particular job mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And I've always had other jobs at the same time. It's never been okay, all right, my, my only job. <laughs> right, because my, my other question was going to be like, what about, you know, you, you seem like a real life uh, Clark Kent kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. where you, you, you have to, you have, you're leading a double life. And, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that there's a lot of people in your life that you don't tell this to. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you're just carrying a, giant secret on your back at all times or or do you kind of get over that hump and 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 have this ability to kind of separate sometimes like when i mentioned the deviance class in school and and all of a sudden we were talking about prostitutes and then somebody in the class said uh, that that prostitutes should have like a they should be in some sort of sex registry where we know where they live and they have to live a certain distance from the parks and from the schools and stuff because they're deviants and they have dangerous morals and so on i got really mad and mm-hmm. i raised my hand i said well i'm a prostitute <laughs> I was, like in front of the whole class <laughs> so I, so and the, the teacher shut down the discussion <laughs> and, really? and changed topics and so on and afterwards i had like a bunch of people around my table and they oh, all absolutely. had questions and i was like oh my god what did i just do <laughs> And then, but then other times, because that's a group of people that I was in one class with that mm-hmm. I didn't know and that I haven't really crossed paths with. And so sometimes it comes up because I get really frustrated about the perspectives. Mm. And other times I'm like, okay, uh, professionally, I really shouldn't <laughs> mention that here. Right, yeah. So so I do have that double life. And, and sometimes I'll bring it up to a certain degree with people, but then they don't ask me a lot of questions about it and they assume a lot of things. And there's one woman that, that I was in school with and she knew, but she didn't ask me anything. And then a few years later, I received an email from her and it was pages and pages long, like a, a, it was an attachment and she'd left her <laughs> husband. She'd embarked on this whole other journey and it all started by knowing that I was having sex with a bunch of different people. And I was like, but I wasn't. I was like, you never even asked. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, and it was, it was incredible to see how our little discussion 
which had uh, changed her whole life and that she uh, gave me credit for for that in a really yeah. weird way so yeah people the, the way people yeah. react to those those sorts of things and like even yeah. even polyamory like even mm-hmm. you know the conversation that we might have in in the company that we keep Mm-hmm. It's pr- it's pretty. It can be pretty profound sometimes mm-hmm. for people. You know, mm-hmm. it can yeah. really rock people. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot left to the imagination <laughs> mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't ask. And yeah, there's not allowed to be a lot of public resources. Like you mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. Public doesn't know. Do people in your close friend group know, or like yes. your family? Do, you, do does your family know? Not really. No. Yeah. No, um, yeah, a lot of my friends know, and I, a lot of strangers that I'll meet. Like it, I used to be on Tinder, and I'd meet people, and it was if if ever I was was interested in dating somebody, I needed them to know right away because of I course. because they would either accept me or they wouldn't, mm-hmm. and so then I end up talking about it a lot because I want them to. Uh, not be in the dark about anything so then mm-hmm. it seems like it's the only thing i talk about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. because these are all the stories i've done all of this stuff and, and are you comfortable with it or aren't you so yeah and how have you found that to be received what's your personal dating and love life been like uh in the past i wasn't so i wasn't so good at reading people i guess so i thought that people were okay with it and then at some point they weren't or i thought that we'd be able to work through the little icks and then we weren't (laughs) able to work through it and then um and i I, honestly i I don't like i don't date a lot and um and in the past few years i've had uh two different partners the past like five or six years and they were both on board and they thought it was great and they thought i was helping people and they're really really supportive um so that was that was good. I would never date anybody who wasn't. Nice. And um but it's strange because I am a sex worker, but I'm not actually very sexual outside of my work and I don't um like I I have read all the different titles and uh, classifications or whatever and I often go back to considering myself asexual. Right. So cuz I can go for a year. <laughs> I can I can go for a super long period of time and I have so much touch in my life. So yeah. I miss touch if I don't have touch, but I don't necessarily need sex. So Have you ever taken a break <laughs> from this this job? Or has it, it been pretty No, I I've taken like a month off, uh, a few weeks off, uh yeah. And I come back and I need somebody to touch me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, are there terms that uh, that um, people in the industry don't like? You, you say prostitute, escort. Um, like, are there are there are there terms that like sex workers don't really like? Like like hooker or I don't know, Whore. lady of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've always liked lady of the night, but yeah, lady of the night sounds like a good band name. <laughs> Uh, when I started working, I was reading geisha, and I was reading a lot about what a geisha was, and I wanted it to be more of like an art form, and I and I <laughs> I didn't want it to just be about the touch. I wanted it to be about the full experience and all the senses and so on. So I I was more into that, and also about sacred prostitute, like more in the past about how people would teach other people about touch, and they oh. would. So so I've often used sacred prostitute. I love that. But um, I'm okay with words like whore. Uh, I, I I don't like to shy away, away from all of the language, and so that people can kind of use it against me. And I'd so I that's why when I stood up in class and I was like, well, I'm a prostitute, and I was like, I'll use it if that's how I'm defined, mm-hmm. <laughs> then fine. <laughs> so, but then at the same time, there's so much judgment with those words that uh, it's not like I'm taking on that person's perspective of, of it 
I'm right. just trying to transform that. Okay. So. Um, um, do you know a woman, do you know of a woman named Emily La Liberté, I think? I've heard the name, but yeah. I don't know. She's a, she's an advocate for sex workers. She's from mm-hmm. Quebec and she, I know that she's kind of in my community because she, um, she, I, I've spent some time with her in the yoga world as well. And, uh, I was just, just wondering about like whether that sort of political, um, world has ever called you. Um, it's, it's sometimes, but I, most of the time, like I've never put my name out there. Like I've always like, I, I emailed you under one name. I used another pseudonym, like every salon I worked at, I've changed my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I've never really wanted to use my own name because I also work professionally. I, right. I don't know what the repercussions of it are, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Well, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Could Jeremy get in trouble for just saying that on on the microphone that he's been to one mm. and got one? They, I don't think they've actually charged anybody in the past year. Um, I, I don't know, like I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but they're not. They're they're trying to scare people more yeah. than actually charging them. What's so, the? I'm I'm curious to know about the like safety for you. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt unsafe? Uh, <laughs> when I started, I was a little bit. Um, um, naive and so I think the only there are a few times but not really but the first day I had uh, five customers and one of them was really forceful and one of them was was he I nobody gave me any sort of training when I showed up there mm. and they just told me to go in the room and they didn't tell me what the limits were and I kind of knew what I was comfortable with but I had no idea what was expected of me so um so he kept telling me that he was going to beat me and I was going to give him a blowjob and I was, we were going to do all this stuff. And I kept saying no. And he kept saying, it's not up to you. <laughs> and I was, oh, like, wow. I was like, well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> but, but I was really nervous. <laughs> but I, I ended up, nothing happened. And mm-hmm. I was just clear and he was really unhappy and <laughs> and he left. And But after that, I really didn't want to be in any kind of situation where I felt like that so I I got really clear with my limits because what I found over the years was that if I hesitated if somebody tried to touch me somewhere I didn't want or do something in a way I didn't want them to do it and I kind of giggled it off or said like no like then then they would try again (laughs) and they would try again Mm. but if I was clear and and just like how I can look at them now and and they know that they've crossed a line (laughs) and and or I'll just move a little bit, but it's really clear. There's no hesitation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in it, and uh, I had to develop that. So I've gotten really good with boundaries. I've gotten really good with like respecting myself, and then respecting the other person, and being able to like normalize the situation. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. A, a few of my customers uh, mentioned that they really appreciated that how I taught them to respect me, because they didn't. Right. They don't want to be in a situation where they're disrespecting the other person, but they don't really know how to engage with women, and they don't know how to try and get what they want in a consensual way because I think guys are kind of taught that they can push and that they Mm -hmm. can tease Mm -hmm. and they can try and the woman's kind of (coughs) pretending to say no and that you can convince her Mm -hmm. and I uh, don't behave in that way if if something like (laughs) speaking specifically to the place that you you currently work if Mm -hmm. it what kinds of um, what kinds of of uh, systems are in place so that if something did uh, go south, like, is there, are there sort of um, 
uh, is there like a protocol that you have like while you're in the room? Uh, no, no, I like I haven't needed that in so many years. Like I, I worked in a place years ago where I was often alone. And um, then right. I would pretend when clients would come to the door that I was like, oh, you can stop the movie or you can keep watching and I'll be back in a bit. No, no, no. And I'd like talk to this empty right. room yeah, yeah. and leave the TV on. And then and that was iffy <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Because if anything ever happened, I had no backup. Mm. And anybody who knew that. Like it, it was a sketchy kind of establishment, anyways, mm-hmm. and um, but I they had really flexible hours, and I could and it was not far from my school, and I could leave in the middle of the day and and whatever, and it, it was just really um, easy that way. But uh, I had a few clients who left while I was in the shower, like ran out without paying, and oh, yeah. I just not not a super great yeah, place right. to work. But no, where I work now, we don't need anything like that. Mm-hmm. Because one, we are we're kind of known as being stricter with limits. So, because there's lots of review boards on on uh, line. So you said at the beginning how people can look things up online, so they can go and they can read about it. And they're like, yeah, they don't let you do anything. Uh, <laughs> yes, okay, okay. So we don't have a lot of people who are coming and uh, yeah. conflictual and are going to push. Uh, it's more respectful, and it's a lot mm-hmm. of word of mouth. So. <laughs> So people come because some they, somebody recommended that they come to see us. And if ever there's any kind of lack of respect at the door, or if if um, if one girl says that he was difficult or whatever, we don't necessarily um, ban him. But if he tries like two or three people, and each person says no, you know, he's just un- unmanageable. Because sometimes it's just a conflict of uh, character. Yeah, right. So and, yeah. and she might not have said the right thing, or it might have been a bad day for him, or whatever. And he's not necessarily. Uh, mean mm. but he it, person like it, it, he's a person yes a yeah so we'll give them a few chances but then after a few chances either i'll talk to them or somebody will talk to them and say uh you know we've heard this and this and this about you and uh we find that you're uh, not respecting the limits and maybe this isn't the right place for you and you can find somewhere else and mm. uh you know and and some of them will say like you're not going to really refuse my money i was like watch me <laughs> it's like yeah, right. you can turn around and leave and you know we will never be accepted here again so <laughs> So, and, and I really like, I've worked in, I haven't worked in many places where they allow us to decide if we don't want to have this particular customer again. Mm. And, and that's been really important for me mm. that I can choose. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting to hear because, you know, the profession has been around for so long and the fact that there are, um, I'm sure for so many new people coming into the industry, they, mm. they have to learn all of this the hard way as well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, I mean, maybe it's just that these these uh, kind of establishments like the one you're at now where they have respect for the individual who's working mm-hmm. and it, it is, you know, a respectable kind of establishment. Mm-hmm. Are those just harder to find for, for new people coming into the industry or are those industri- are those establishments not maybe accepting inexperienced uh, no, girls? Not at all. Because okay. it's easier to work with... Um, inexperienced girls than it is with people who've been in the industry for a long time okay um because sometimes the my possibly my own judgment but sometimes they're jaded right and Mm. they have are so set in the uh, perspectives portrayed in the media that that the customers are pigs and that they're perverted and that it's just for money (laughs) and and because i worked in some places and and the girls would come out of the room and they're like oh he's such a pig and and he asked me to do this and he asked me to do that i was like well what's wrong with doing those things like turning around and like whatever (laughs) bending or like all different kinds of positions and stuff and i don't have any issues with like um 
I have a list of like different fetishes that people have asked for and I don't have any judgments about it. Like the the most extreme would be um necrophilia. Okay. So um Whoa, yeah. So, yeah, so Interesting. I, yeah, so I had I remember one of the podcasts you mentioned, I want somebody to talk about I necrophilia do, at some I point. Really do. <laughs> so, I want it so bad. I remember that. But um yeah, so he would slip him our business card next time he comes to see you. <laughs> oh I ha- I haven't seen him in years. But um but he used to come regularly and he used to be really uh, just into like that you'd close your eyes and you'd stick out your tongue and he's like oh it's like you're dead or it's like you're in a coma and or he'd pretend that you were attached in different positions and he'd kind of get you to move and then he'd be talking about what the scene was wow. and he'd be moving around you and he always said that he never felt judged by me that I would get mm-hmm. into whatever role and he's he's not hurting me he's not doing anything it's just his own fantasies and whatever he's working through or whatever he's healing uh, yeah. I don't know what his story is. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, he, yeah. They, well, those those people need an outlet as yeah. well. That's safe and non-judgmental. Yeah, and yeah. not harming anybody else. Yeah. No, no. And he said it's so hard because he he would meet girls that he in his life, and he's like, you can't bring it up with them no. yeah. because you bring it up once and and you're They're labeled. The road yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was an he was an intelligent. Uh, Mm-hmm. Nice, nice enough looking man who had good hygiene, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Is that a big, is that a Good hygiene is a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, please. Do you have like a, <laughs> so, do you have like, a sh- like shower facilities? At yes, your yes, 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 yes. Uh, all all that, the places I worked at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That was the thing that, the first yeah. thing that happened when I got there was they were like, uh, okay, take your crap, shower. Take a shower. And I was like, oh, but it. I took a shower earlier yeah, today, but oh, and, and in my head I was going, yeah, of course, take a fucking shower, dude. Like, <laughs> of course you want to take a shower, yeah. but I, it it caught me by surprise, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <coughs> it just seems like such a shame because it, it, you, from what you've been saying, it's like the average everyday person who isn't in this line of work could really use and benefit mm-hmm. from a lot of what you've learned about yourself and boundaries and consent and mm-hmm. being clear mm-hmm. and all of the things that your clients have said mm-hmm. that 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 they've you know they've been able to express themselves because of those things mm-hmm. and i just think about like the consent conversation and mm-hmm. you know we had a conversation yesterday with a woman who <clears throat> talked about her experience in high school and how sex for so long was just like wanting guys to like her and she would Mm -hmm. compromise her values and and things like that just to be liked and it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 a profession like Mm -hmm. any other profession like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are things there's so many helpful things and applicable things we could learn from it it. and it has to go both ways like it's made me really strong but i find that any any situation with touch, where touch is involved, it should be about empowerment. So you need to be, uh, be empowering the other person and you're empowering yourself. Right. And at some point when I was in the first few years, I had uh, support with friends outside of work. And, um, and somebody told me that I needed to always be about making the other person strong. And then I had this customer come in and, and we weren't talking much, but then he stood up from the table and he like made this muscle with his arm and he was like, and I was like, that is so awesome. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how did you do that? And, and, uh, and I've seen him like in, for the 17, 18 years uh, oh, wow. that I've been working. So, um, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I want to, I got to say, um, uh, I I hope that anyone who has listened to this episode, mm-hmm. who might have like come into it with a 
a preconceived notion of of you know their own thoughts about sex work uh mm-hmm. i i i feel like and i hope that this conversation might open their eyes a little bit more to mm-hmm. what, everything that go that entails that that's mm-hmm. that's line of work mm-hmm. um i think what you're doing is incredibly important mm-hmm. and i i really hope that um that we do see a change in the same way that we've seen a change mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in the legalization of marijuana in this country. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we are, we're going down the right paths in a lot of ways and, mm-hmm. and it's been a long time, but mm-hmm. I, it, I could, I feel like it could be something that's in mm-hmm. within our lifetime. I was it has that- been though diff- <laughs> difficult for me over the years in the industry, seeing drugs. Like I, I don't mm-hmm. do any kind of drug and I did in the past, but I stopped and and so many girls uh, come into the industry without the strength or without the support of people around them, mm. and and people give them pills and they give them uh, different kinds of drugs to kind of disconnect from mm-hmm. the work, and I've found that that's so harmful. Yeah, and um, and harmful to the industry. Harmful yeah. to the industry because then people perceive it as being uh, all these women who are supporting their habit and that yeah. everybody's high and so on and and then they're surprised when they come to a place like where I work where most of the people have other jobs they have kids they're totally yeah. stable we have like huge age range it's not any we don't fit the stereotypes mm-hmm. and uh yeah yeah when you brought up that thing I was yeah. thinking about the cannabis uh connection as well with in terms of the the legalization of it and and when I first walked into the the um, NSLC, uh, the Liquor mm-hmm. Commission in Nova Scotia, to buy mm-hmm. to buy cannabis. There were people of, like you say, all age ranges, all mm-hmm. backgrounds lined mm-hmm. up, and some of them you could tell clearly <coughs> this was their first time, and they're in the you know fifties, sixties, seventies, and they were just waiting for it to you know become legal so that mm-hmm. they could go out and have this experience. I'm like, what if the same thing was yeah. was the case for prostitution? Someone could be like, ah. I've always wanted to do this, and now yeah. I can oh do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. The lineups would be down the street. Yeah. Are you no, kidding me? No, but for people who want to enter the profession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. enter for the that profession. Also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. For that also. But for the clients, I have so many people who come after waiting for years. Like I had somebody last week, and he said that he's been going over and in his mind, but he's also kind of religious, and he has mm. all these judgments. And then like halfway through, he's like, why did I wait so long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and you waste so much time. I had a client years ago who was like in his early 40s, and he was still a virgin. And um, mm-hmm. nice looking guy, professional and so on. And he's like, I've spent 10 years reflecting on should I try? He <laughs> was like, because how do I jump now be, being in my 40s to d- start dating somebody on Tinder or something when I've never been alone naked with a woman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, so I just think so many people could benefit. Mm-hmm. I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a great avenue for anybody who's, mm-hmm. who's hesitant about or, or fearful is, is mm-hmm. like find a there are like you said resources mm-hmm. online where you can see reviews of mm-hmm. of establishments some of those are managed by different salons though so they okay. will erase good Bad. reviews by mm-hmm. for the competition and so on got yeah. it okay yeah. good to know yeah. but like yeah find find a reputable one and mm-hmm. and that's that's a really great yeah um, way, mm-hmm. way yeah. to figure it all out um Haley, thank you for coming in and chatting with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode, as we always are. But in the meantime, go on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and hit the subscribe button. I mean, you know, we just say it every damn Just do it already. Just do it already. 
And uh, you can also go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh Check out some of the exclusive content there and give us a little bit of support. So we can come visit you in your city. That's right. Yeah, that's right. If you don't live in Ottawa or Toronto or Montreal, but want us to come to your city. I mean, think about all of the people, all of the interviews we've done in the last week uh, in Toronto and Ottawa and now Montreal. And it's like, see, there's so many stories out there mm-hmm. that we have to get to and people we need to talk to. And, and your financial yeah. support really helps us get there and, and do that and bring you this these kinds of conversations. But if you also want to reach out to us and give us your questions, you can do that. Turn me on podcast at gmail.com. And if you... Love butts. Go to Instagram. It's that turn me on podcast on Instagram, uh, and you're you're always welcome to ask questions in the DMs there. Yep. That is it for this week. Sure is. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.